Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast, where we talk about what life is really like as a sibling to someone with special needs. I'm your host, Charlene, and today our guest is Megan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Cool. And so Megan and I had met through a mutual contact that got us connected, and so here we are. Um, This fellow siblings just chatting it up. Um... So, Megan, if you could lay out uh, your family structure, like in terms of like birth order or age difference between you and your siblings and who has a disability. Yeah, for sure. So I am the oldest in my family. My middle brother um, has, a di- the, bleh, has a diagnosis of autism. And then my um, youngest brother is neurotypically developing. And that's that's the three of us. Cool. That sounds fun. Kind of just like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, three peas in a pod. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of your brothers, um, on this, the spectrum is a pretty diverse thing, especially nowadays. Are there any, like, fun facts about, like, his particular diagnosis or anything like that that you'd like to share? Yeah, so he, I would say, um, as far as, like, on the spectrum, he's definitely, um, like, low support need. Uh, he's pretty independent. Um, he is very like cognitively able like puts the rest of us to shame um <laughs> yeah like he knows things like he's the guy you want on your trivia team like, i was just thinking that i was yeah. like oh if i ever need to like look something up i'm gonna go to your brother like that's 100 yeah it makes it super fun and convenient but other times you're like i just no i don't want to know the ten thousand other things you're about to say like i just want to eat dinner yep <laughs> yep yeah no pretty much he's he's the academic challenge guru in our house but um yeah uh he is he's i would say like in terms of like a social media uh or like a media figure he's more of like a sheldon um type oh okay okay yeah Yeah. um less less like brainiac than that like he's he's goofy he's really funny but in that Um, direction of if people needed like a reference to kind of like envision him yeah yeah Cool, yeah. But he has like, yeah, no filter. Like whatever he's saying, whatever he's thinking is like coming out. So, um, yeah. but you know, it can, which has its pros and cons. But for the most part, he's super funny. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so are there any? So we like to keep an open open forum. Um, so we can talk about whatever you would like to talk about. Um, so is there anything in particular you would want that you would like to talk about on the podcast? Um. Yeah. So I was kind of. I know I've like heard on past uh, podcasts, like how you guys kind of talk about um, like, you know, experiences that have shaped you and um, mm-hmm. like shaped your relationship. Um, and I always, always find it really interesting to like reflect on, um, I feel like how my relationship with my sibling has changed so much over the years. As, mm-hmm. um, we've like, as we've grown up, um, he and I are only two years apart, so I feel like we were really close in age, and because of that, um, you know, he was, um, like, I didn't really get his diagnosis at first. You know, my parents were like, mm-hmm. he has autism, but you can't tell him. It's a secret. Oh. And we'll tell him when he's ready. In- oh, that's, oh, that's an interesting one. I haven't heard that one before. Huh. Yeah. Um, so they didn't really tell him until he was 12. So I had to like actually oh. sit with this secret for a really long time. And that, what do, do you know how old he was when he got diagnosed? Like I mean like that he that they didn't tell yeah, him but he, that they told he you. He was I think he was officially I think his, he got his official diagnosis when he was 3. Um 
and that's because you know well it wasn't a thing in the dsm like didn't exist really it was very new Mm -hmm. to the scene but he didn't talk until he was um three uh because well they think he just like couldn't really hear like his his hearing was so bad so he like had he had like tube surgery and then after that he like basically started speaking all of a sudden oh yeah so that could have like, been was, like, completely cor- yeah correlated to that instead it had nothing to do with anything else right yeah or it could okay. have been like the language regression that is also common of the diagnosis so yeah hard to say uh chicken or the egg there but um yeah so he basically we were kind of all sitting on that for like 10 <laughs> almost 10 years that I was like, I don't, I don't even know what that would be like. That's a, that's a long time to be, to not tell him, and then your parents to not, like, you all just, yeah. Yeah, I tried that's once. Just... I was like, Nick, you're really artistic, and my mom, like, hit me so fast. She was like, Megan. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, she knew exactly what I was trying to do, too. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny, though. Like, that's, Yeah. Like it's such like a, it's like it's it's like a joke, but it's not a joke. But like I'm trying to tell you something, but like you don't get yeah. Like there, there's so many things to do with that. So like how did he take it when he like when his parents told him? So my my parents like read so many books, like you know about or like how to how to say this, how to have the conversation. Yeah. And um, they were so nervous to like tell him because he like with the, you know they just weren't sure if he had the self-awareness to kind of like know that maybe oh, something okay. like that he was different in some way yeah um, so they waited until they were like sure that he kind of knew so um they sat him down and he was like oh okay cool uh <laughs> can i go play like crash bandicoot now and they're like <laughs> do you have any follow-up questions and he was like no not at this time and like left the room and they were like oh, okay <laughs> like oh it was just a really calm like yeah no he was just like oh okay like great to know <laughs> yeah but, and then later he started asking questions you know but um yeah when they first told him he was like very nonchalant about it yeah that that's an interesting like do you think your relationship like before and after that point in time was different I mean, um, obviously, there's, you know, like, there's like just the genuine, just the general thing, but like I feel like that's a like a very yeah. key point in time. <laughs> I think it was helpful to like after that be able to talk about it more openly. Um, like before that, I definitely treated him like a sibling, like like a typical sibling. Like I, okay, you know, even though he would have meltdowns in pop, like I was just like, like stop. Uh, unacceptable like oh yeah I wanna, like if he was yeah. a normal kid like that was your yeah brother. i was okay. like stop crying like i want to go do this thing like what are you yeah <laughs> i'm not making any acceptance for you <laughs> and um so <laughs> i think it was like kind of helpful that i did like almost just again I, I didn't give him any special treatment i just was like you know an older sibling like kind of a kind of a bully frankly um <laughs> and you know, like, uh, I think it was good for our relationship. But then after that, then when he learned, then I, like, started taking on more of, like, a helping role. Yeah. Um, so, like, I remember going to speech therapy sometimes with him or, like, occupational therapy. Yeah. Um, we were at in all those kind of doctor appointments, like, all the time. Yes. And uh, so his speech therapist asked me to, like, teach him social skills. 
So I one day like put on his clothes and I was like, well, I'm going to teach you how to be like a cool guy. <laughs> and I was like pretending and, you know, like modeling for him, like yeah. what, you know, like how to be, how to like, you know, what to say, how to interact with like peers, yeah. like, but how to be like cool about it. I, I thought, I, you know, I definitely yeah. want to be cool, as much as, so. as much as like Hilarious. a teenage girl can be cool. Like, yeah, it's like all those movies exactly. in the nineties that like, yeah. 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 No, I was like the farthest thing from it. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> also funny that I thought like I knew, but um, so yeah, like it was after that, I think we got to have more conversations and be open about it. And like, that's when I took on more of a helping role. Um, and I mean, it was still a little rocky because, because mm -hmm. we were so close in age, sometimes I would get really embarrassed by him. Okay. So my mom would like always make me bring him around my friends um because oh. he didn't he had a hard time like you know pursuing peer relationships with kids his own age um so when i was ever doing stuff with my friends it was like megan can you know, bring your brother and i was always like oh i roll like i don't i don't want to um so i definitely fought that for a while or like i think my mom said at one point for my eighth grade graduation i asked him I asked her not to bring him because I didn't want him to say anything embarrassing and oh man, and I don't remember doing that at all. Um, yeah, but my mom respected me and where I was at developmentally because I was so self conscious at that age. Yeah, um, so she respected me and and what I needed, and she didn't. And you know, just her. My dad came, and um, yeah, but that's amazing so though that she actually listen like that like that part in itself like i mean there, there's multiple things that like amaze me about that story but that, that's amazing that she was like really just was like hey i'm gonna honor your request and just and do that like that, that's that's incredible yeah my I mean, my mom is an incredible woman like she my brother would not be who he is today for my mom like she yeah. um you know my parents were fortunate enough to be in a financial position where my mom could stay at home um mm -hmm. and so she took on that role of really being round the clock like doing the speech doing the ot doing everything oh, at right. home okay um so she she like because early intervention wasn't a thing so she was the early intervention service oh um, right right because right. now yeah nowadays it's very different than back when he got diagnosed and everything like yeah that. it's changed so much so much which is awesome and like that the services like that especially are like covered by insurance now and yeah. um you know, like in New York, anyone, as long as you qualify under the age of three, you get free ABA services, which is like amazing. Oh, that um, I didn't know about. Okay. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's awesome. You know, that like, that's becoming more and more recognized. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, if back in the day, that was not a thing. And so, yeah, she's yeah. bomb. She read every book. She did. She's like, she's your A plus parent for sure. Aww. So <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So then how did, so like, as, I guess between that point and then now, as you're both like adults, then how has mm -hmm. that like evolved into kind of now? So definitely more of a friendship now. Like, I think, you know, towards the end of high school, um, I was starting to come to really appreciate him as this blessing in my life and mm -hmm. realizing that I, you know, because of Nick and his neurodivergence, I... I feel like I have been so much more op like it's just opened my eyes to looking at differences in individuals and just being so respectful of those differences and like genuinely caring. Um, and so I think that that's, you know, Nick 
showed me that that to yeah. have that worldview. Um, and so uh, I think that's then totally shaped my major in college and my career path. Um, okay. You know, like I I was all set to be like a history major and. I wanted to like go into law school and then I took my first psychology class and I was like, <laughs> just kidding. It's oh. totally psychology for me. <laughs> I was like reading for fun. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, this is my major. This is it. Um, so I switched my major and I went into the field of psychology and then he's inspired my research. You know, I've done all my research is on focusing on the sibling relationship specifically mm-hmm. amongst uh, neurotypically developing siblings and their, um, yeah. you know, sibling with autism. Um, but also just any sort of like atypical sibling relationship in general is yeah. my, my, my bread and butter. And I think that's, um, you know, it's all inspired by Nick. So now we have this like great relationship. He was my roommate for a couple of years while I was in grad school. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. Like he was like, I want to get out of mom and dad's house. And I was like, yeah, like I, I don't mind the puppy. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's such an easy roommate. He's so easygoing. Um, he's definitely messy, but you know, like. I, I mean, I just had to be like, "Hey, Nick, so clean your room," fun. and he's yeah, yeah. It wasn't anything like wild. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. He's easy to have around, and now he's um, he's actually married, and he and his wife just bought a condo together. That's incredible, man. Yeah, so he's thriving. He's actually yeah, it's like thriving. he's just living an everyday life. Like you, like you, you probably wouldn't even know if I like just met him like off the bat, just for like. 10 minutes yeah, or something you wouldn't. wouldn't even know right he's very he's like very um like he's passed like uh able passing or i don't i don't know the phrase but I, something I like no that idea. yeah it, he you wouldn't know um, until all of a sudden you see him like in the corner like kind of talking to himself and then you're yeah. like oh maybe like something's up but yeah like what, the, but... it's kind of like the longer you spend then yeah like you would notice it but like wow so that that's incredible that's just yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's, he's like, I think every, like, you know, my parents, when they first got a diagnosis were, I'll never forget when my mom did tell me, you know, she was crying and sobbing and was like, yeah. this, you know, your brother's never going to be a normal kid. And it was like yeah. so devastated. And he's far and away, like, maybe my mom said it, you know, like every single, like, barrier that they thought he wasn't able to overcome, he's gone and shattered it. Um, yeah so you know it just teaches you not to underestimate uh people with special needs because yeah know, they can totally exceed your expectations yeah i mean i remember well so it's and it's so fascinating for me to hear about him because because for my sister like it's very different she's much more on the so she got diagnosed at three also which i feel like most for the most yeah. part, I feel like, generally speaking, that's, like, when they get diagnosed anyway. And I remember, like, my mom telling me, like, oh, she's not going to be normal, etc., all that stuff. So I remember that part pretty clearly. And it's it's this thing where, but then she, so I remember, like, going to speech therapy and all these things. And it's this thing where she's more nonverbal. So I, and so... And I and I remember going into speech therapy, and at, and at some point we stopped taking her, and I had actually I don't remember why anymore. I used to like have the whole trajectory memorized of like why we did certain things and therapies and like, mm-hmm. you know, like diet stuff and like all there's all these different things that 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 we tried. Um, but yeah, like I remember going to all her appointments and stuff. But and then now it's this thing where she 
she doesn't talk in complete sentences, like, in this con type of conversation, but she can tell you what she eats for dinner, and she'll tell you what she will eat for dinner for the next, like, seven days, which is pretty good, because she just has it memorized, because <laughs> she loves to uh-huh. eat, she loves her food, and, like, all of that. <laughs> and so, it's interesting, though, because, like, our relationship ha- is so much based on, like, how I interact with her, and, like, physical presence, on some mm. level. Just yeah. because... Yeah, because she can't, I mean, I think if she could talk back to me, she would, which is the fascinating thing, because, like, we'll be, like, in a group situation, and multiple people are talking, and then she'll, now, nowadays she, like, wants to participate, but the the thing is she can't communicate all her thoughts, so she just ends up saying all these key words that may or may not have to do anything with our conversation, but that's, like, her contribution to it. Yeah. so it's been this, like, evolution of kind of how... Like, like, yeah, it's, like, very much, like, like what I expect, and then it's, like, oh, that's all out the window, let me, like, adjust and adapt to, kind of, how she's interacting with the world, mm-hmm. and it's been, it's been so fascinating to, kind of, just, just be more, like, empathetic and sympathetic when you just see stuff, or people, or situations, just, like, you walk to the grocery store, you're just, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, it's just very different. It's so interesting. Like, it's just in your subconscious, too. You don't even, like, try to think about it. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I found with with individuals, like, I was a direct support staff at an adult day program before I um, went back to get my master's and stuff. And um, I remember working with individuals, you know, that were, like, more high need, that sound like, that have a, more, like, communication yeah. um you know, barriers like, like your sister. And I think even in those moments where I'm like, oh, they, they might not understand this or this might've gone right over their head. Like they would say something, even if it was just like a two word phrase that really showed me that they actually understood the situation and mm-hmm. like had some insight into like what was going on. And it was sometimes in moments where I was at least expected. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like you are picking up on this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay. But you know, it definitely was like, yeah, like it's um I think it's it's kind of cool when you know you learn to like adjust your expectations and and uh like my favorite is really kids with like special needs are sneakier than and more manipulative I think than a lot of people like to give them credit for yes oh yeah like I work with now I'm doing like early intervention with kids and um they're they're sneaky and manipulative just like (laughs) any other kid like and also food motivated for any oh, yeah. treat. Like I shamelessly bribe my therapy <laughs> clients, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, like." Um, so it's just like funny. They're very reward driven. Like when we do a behavior plan, they're like, "Yes, let's discuss rewards." Like absolutely, mom and dad. Like I want, I want all these toys, and I'm like, "Whoa, hold on!" Like that's yeah. not necessarily the point but love where your head's at right yeah the, you you're trying to at least motivate in the right direction so we just gotta like <laughs> yeah. back it up a little bit instead of just going like full speed yeah oh that's interesting i never thought about like yeah just the amount of like bribery that's involved because it, it's just been so long since we've had to use it because it's mostly when like they're younger and they're tantruming right. and running and it's much more like when they're they can't sit still for, like, longer than five minutes, I think is much more when that kicks in. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Do you find with your sister now that you are able to, like, 
and you do find that the you know her inability to like necessarily fully sustain like a reciprocal conversation makes it hard to like be as close or do you feel like you take on more of a caregiving role because it's a little more that's a great question because i am still learning so part of the thing is that i now am an 11 11 and a half hour drive from her so Mm. the i can only see her you know so many times just because that that's a longer drive it's a a short flight but it's just it's still like a time thing right and so yeah so i've decided to call her on skype like once a month because i came to this like as i've been talking to more siblings just and just interacting with more people so if i was like oh you know like i me skyping her is what i can do like i can't be there with her which i miss but i can skype her and we, we can just see what happens right now if anything she she's very and she got very used to video during the pandemic yeah just because everyone was on video mm-hmm. and so at that some i think something in her either clicked or she just got adapted to the fact that that's how she sees certain people not everyone but there are certain people like in our family stuff that she can only see just through video just because they live really far away or just health related things and so i've noticed that like because now i'm calling more consistently she will give me like another 10 seconds longer than the previous call so it's fascinating yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's so interesting." And it always and it always throws her staff off every time, which makes me laugh because they they're always like, "Oh, she wants to leave." I'm like, "Oh, don't worry about it." Like the fact that she's she, the fact that she'll let me talk for like 5 minutes, I'm like, "I'll take it." But it's it's funny cuz for them they're like, "Oh, you know, like they want me to talk to her longer or her just to like not she like she watches mm-hmm. cooking shows at night. It's what what I explain call so she just she likes her yeah. food and interrupts, you know, the middle of the show. But yeah, I, I've noticed that I think she's she's learning that that's how I can talk to her when I can't see her. Like, that is going to be the way that she sees me or not. Mm-hmm. And so I've noticed that she has given me more... She'll get, she'll give me more eye contact now than, I, like, ever before. Like, it's been this really fascinating journey with that, with that attribute in particular. Because obviously, like, she could not sit or give eye contact to like anyone for you know 10 years or longer than that so when she started giving me eye contact solidly probably in the last five to seven eight years i want to say she's been able to like look me dead shot in the eye and like talk Mm -hmm. like i mean with her eyes but like it's it's this thing where i think she as we've both gotten older and we we now we live and at that time we were living together but as we were living apart more i've noticed that that is a like we're tapping into that part of it more than even her like body language she'll just like look at me and kind of like give me these facial expressions i'm like okay like i know you're trying to tell me something it's just and part of it's just the nuance of learning what that is now because her whole um like, her living situation is different, mine is different from when we were living together, because our rooms were ni- right next to each other, so it was really easy for me to, like, hop in and bother her and, like, mess up her toys and, like, run away. <laughs> so that part has kind of changed. But, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a very fascinating kind of, like, development, which is really Yeah. Fun. Yeah. No, I feel like that that's so interesting that you've even just observed the growth in her, you know, 
wanting to stay on the phone longer with you or like really trying to make the eye contact, like really genuinely putting in an effort to like, okay, like this is, this is how I get to see my sister now. Like, like let me spend the time with her and like, you know, want to like, like show up and, and yeah. to spend that time with you. And that's really cool that, you know, I, I think sometimes like even my brother has said, um, he has said that like it, the zoom kind of takes the pressure off too with the um making eye contact so oh. like you're making eye contact but it doesn't feel as like direct oh so interesting i've heard from some clients too that it it's a little and also like you can kind of be looking it, it can make it look like you're looking but you're not necessarily having to like look at their eye like like, it's different from a physical, yeah. like, me and you in the same room versus, like, me and you over, like, a camera screen thing. Yeah. So she may actually just genuinely be more comfortable, which is really cool, too. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it was this funny thing where we were trying to figure out, like, what to use. Because, obviously, there's 10,000 platforms you can use, too. And I was like, Skype is nice because it, it's, it's a thing where like, you can, like, call someone. Right, you can like dial it, or I mean, you put someone's picture. But I was like, oh, but it's nice because she can just do it from kind of whatever device she wants. And that was part of the the thing too was like I didn't want her to be limited to like one type of thing. And so I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that 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 allows a lot more because I can use like my computer, I can use my phone, I can use like tablets, like whatever. And so it was, cause, mm -hmm. and it's funny because my parents were like, really, when you Skype, I'm like just. Let me have this. Like I will just we. So when yeah. I call them, I use other. I use other stuff when I call them. It's just funny. But yeah, I think that's like her and my thing. It's like it's just it's nice because it's like it's nice because it rings too, right? So it like oh, you can like hear the phone and like I think it makes yeah. it more fun personally like yeah yeah definitely. I feel that that's cool. I mean, yeah. I think I love that you guys have found your your thing. You know, even with being eleven hours apart, that that's hard. That's hard to like. Yeah. you know forge that kind of relationship like even though my brother I think is like you know he, he can talk on the phone like we don't text we yeah. don't communicate oh. unless we're like <laughs> really in the same room he's so oh. bad about responding or he'll like randomly shoot me like a really long text message that's like, oh, like an essay, really right <laughs> yeah or he'll it'll be like a, a very vague it's like the other day for example he mm -hmm. shot me a text and was like uh Hey, what are some dress ideas? Uh, I'd like to get Annie a gift. And I was like, that is so broad. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I need ideas? help. Help me. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, like, can you give me a little bit more? Like, it? so I followed up and I was like, hey, uh, what's it for specifically? Is your birthday coming off? Like, I don't think yeah. it is. And he, he responded back and he was like, oh, it's our anniversary. And I was like, I was like, Nick, you know, why don't you just take her out to dinner and get her some flowers? Like, that's all my husband and I do for our anniversary. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe give that one a try. Yeah. And he's like, oh, great idea. And, like, I actually genuinely believe right after he received that message, he, like, made a reservation. And, like, oh, I 100% believe that, too. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. that is just, oh, like, yeah, I be yeah. But otherwise, like, we don't talk on the phone. And when we do, like, it's so funny because I can tell he's very distracted. Like, He'll be like, oh, "Hi, Megan. How are you?" And he'll like get through like some of the social niceties of like, "How have you been? Good. Yeah." And then there'll be like long pause, like he's 
clearly like, waiting, like, like, like here's the, I need to say these like 10 things to you and then like mm-hmm. get to the, the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he'll like get right into it and, and, and then it'll be like, okay, great talking to you. And like, <laughs> and, and so it's, it's funny. Like, I just feel like every, with every sibling, you know, you kind of find your own unique way of, of connecting and communicating. Yeah. And that's the fun part. I think I've been appreciative, appreciative of that more recently, just because like, we're not in the same vicinity anymore. So it's, it's definitely these things where I'm like, oh, I should appreciate these things, even though like before, you know, kind of like when you grow up, it's all, it's all, it's all very different and stuff like that. But it's, it's definitely a journey just to like, see. All yeah, it is. It is. So, you know, even my youngest brother is, um, like, has a very different relationship than two with my middle brother. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like I am the very much the older sibling. Like, he goes to me okay. when he is probably, like, I'm not like the pseudo parent. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, I don't think he does that with my youngest brother. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it's just yeah. like a different, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Cause, yeah, that I I think that's been one of the interesting things as I've met other siblings who are either like the oldest or the middle like like there's kind of a variety of things, but it, it's interesting how as the oldest sibling there's just no matter how many siblings are younger than you, there's just a certain commonality to it. And then mm-hmm. it's kinda like then all the like the kinda like either in the middle or youngest siblings I talk to, they're all kind of like have a certain commonality to it, so it's it's so fascinating because like is there anything that like really different that you found in your research that you like like blew your mind maybe not to that extent but like anything that you found like really interesting that you're like oh wow like didn't know that yeah typically actually um there's been a few studies that have looked at you know uh gender roles and then um and how that like not only birth order but then gender roles and how that you know differ experiences and Mm -hmm. for the most part um uh women tend and especially if they're the oldest sibling yeah or like you said like oldest in the birth order of that where like they would take on more of those like parenting roles Mm -hmm. yeah they um will be um more likely to go into a caregiving profession oh Mm -hmm. interesting Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense when I think about all the people I met, but I never like connected that in like a regular. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. So I, I found that that just like a really neat like huh like that tracks because actually even any of my friends that have siblings with special needs, you know, I can see it play out even in also in chronically ill um kind of sibling relationships, which isn't quite the same, but kind of is very there's overlap in, like in there the, yeah yeah and they're the the um the women i know have kind of like like nursing or some kind of like helping freshman physical therapy something like that yeah whereas, something that's you're helping whereas, somebody whether it's like disability related right mm-hmm. oh. whereas like my guy friends like not necessarily at all like just kind of whatever they were good at in school yeah. <laughs> like what whatever like not the same <laughs> yeah no, yeah, that that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, what I one at some point I want to be able to have like I mean I I think the diversity right now that I'm trying to get is pretty decent given that like I only know so many people and I can only spend so much time on the internet. But it's it's definitely this thing where eventually I want I hope to like have more diversity than just like age, gender, the whole thing. And so it's, but it's funny because 
I think about all the people that I have talked to who are, when you find people on the internet, you're basically finding people who are advocating in that space and they're majority oldest siblings that are females. Yeah. So that's an interesting, like, yeah. correlation that it's funny because it makes complete sense, but I just never connected those things together. But that, yeah. Well, yeah. And, it, and it's really interesting too. I think there's also a, a factor um, of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the term parentification. I know it's kind of like a new, like hot word on yeah. the scene. Um, but like, there's kind of two different types of okay. parentification. There's like a sibling focus, which is where, you know, you're asked to take on more helping roles yes. of your sibling, um, which is pretty typical in, you know, like a special needs sibling relationship. Yeah. Then there's also parent focused where you're, asked to then take on parenting like parent your parent essentially oh yeah i i, and, I did learn about that from my therapist did not know there was a word for it but <laughs> i do yeah. know about that concept <laughs> well and and so it's interesting how the the siblings that report both um you know especially because there's kind of a little bit role reversal there where yeah. you're being a parent like truly parenting your parent yeah that adds even more stress and more yes. um <laughs> you know, just like burden to your life. And so yeah. um, siblings that experience that tend to feel a lot more resentment for their sibling than the siblings that don't. Because oh, interesting. they're really okay. like, they yeah. not only had to take care of their parent, but they also take care of their sibling. And that's just like a lot to put on a kid. And you're like, just trying to be a kid. And it's, you know? yeah. And it's not like, it's not that kid's role at all. Like I, w I was talking to another sibling about like how, like if you had like, if you have, like, a nine-year-old, like, that nine-year-old can just be a nine-year-old. But, like, once you throw in, like, any, like, hey, your sibling's a disability or whatever, whatever it is, chronic illness, etc. Like, it's just, it's, they're not, they're not that same nine-year-old. Like, it's just, it's not yeah. going to be the same. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting then, like, I, I would love to see a study that sees, and maybe this will, like, parse this out in my dissertation a little bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, like to kind of see where um if that affects your profession either too because if you resent your sibling like maybe you want to get as far away from like you know working yeah. with individual special needs as, as much as possible like I don't you know I don't know if that would affect it at all but it'd be interesting to see yeah I for myself personally like I found myself on this roller coaster of if I want to be like involved in disability or not like it was such like a I want to be a speech therapist, and then I went, like, I want to be a chemical scientist, and I, I went through these various, like, waves for years, like, back and forth, back and forth, and it's, it's something where I remember even, like, like, my mom, so she, she was working full-time, and then kind of homeschooled my sister for a period of time, and then decided to go back to part-time work, and I remember, like, we had this conversation, and she said to me, Hey, I was thinking about being a para, like, there, there's an elementary school kind of, like, two blocks away from where they live, and so she says to me, oh, I was thinking about being a para, and, like, inside, I'm like, I don't, really? Like, you, your daughter's right here! <laughs> and so, like, I, I came over my two cents on it, because I was like, you, I told her, like, you have to be able to show up the same for Angela. Like, if, if you can't do that, then don't do it. Like, it, that's not, that's, yeah, so I gave her my whole thing. But it's just, it's so fascinating how, and I remember after that, I was like, man, like, I don't, 
I just wanted to do like whatever I wanted to do. It's like it's like leave me alone and let me have my life. And it's it's interesting because I having this podcast is this thing where like it it's kind of like I need to fill the the void for me, but it also fills the void for obviously like people like yourself and and us as ourselves. And it's like, but mm-hmm. it's like wasn't the intention, but it is the intention. Is I don't know. It's very confusing. Like it's <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. like spreading awareness. It's still helping. Yeah. It's it's normalizing the conversation. And yeah, you know that's something that I think really has just been happening in recent years. You know that more siblings feel comfortable sharing their experiences and or finding like networks out there um, where they can find people that relate to them. Like I I wasn't able to find that until college. And and then I finally found some friends that like had related, like relatable experiences. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. And I I was like, God, that would have been so nice to have, you know, in high school or when I was younger, even where I could have just talked to people you know, other siblings that get, yeah. that get it. Who, like, like understood. Yeah. Who understand like what's happening and stuff. Yeah. They're so, they're so, and it's, and it's such an interesting thing. Like, especially when you're going through it in real time. Cause I feel like there, there's so much of the conversation now, like as we're adults, like we're trying to process stuff in real time. And then we're talking about like stuff that happened to us when we were 10 or 15. Cause it's just, there's so right. much going on, but like, you can't like, yeah, you can't unpack it all with any one person, whether that's like, your therapist or your friends or your parents or like insert other person here like it, there's just so much yeah stuff that is and i think that was the craziest thing like when i when i first started going to therapy like there was just feelings in general that i had and then my my therapist was like you know th- those are normal and i was like is it is it really <laughs> and i think yeah normali- nor- normalization of that mm-hmm. is so important but but especially when I met other siblings and we were talking about the same internal feelings that we have, right? What in real time is like, oh, like that, that only is it normal. Like there's someone actually that understands what my normal is. Cause our normal yeah. isn't the same as other, like, a typical, other typical people's normal. Yeah. yeah. No, it, I, there's another one of other episodes of the podcast I was listening to where you guys talked about, you know, feeling some guilt or like, um, you know, kind of feeling like shame or embarrassment. Mm -hmm. And I like totally related to that. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I definitely remember feeling that a lot more when I was younger. Um, you know, my brother would say something in front of my friends that was like totally no filter. And you're like, Oh, that was so not appropriate to say like, yeah. Like your insides just die on the inside. You're like, Oh, just go. I just want to like curl (laughs) in a ball and melt into the floor. Yeah. Be in a turtle shell. Just, just go away mm-hmm. like just bye <laughs> yeah. and or like the guilt of like oh why him not me like yeah. almost like a almost a little survivor complexy of like mm-hmm. okay like what like why um yeah and like some anger about that like what like okay why him not me like that i was angry and just confused and and then yeah. i i uh then felt bad like that he would never live the life that i could live and I felt guilty over that, that he would never have, you know, my normal, quote unquote, yeah, normal life. life. Yeah. And I had a friend, though, in college then that I was really fortunate to meet. And she also has a younger sibling with autism. Okay. And the conversation we had was just one that really stuck with me. And she said what I needed here at the time. And it was, like, why do you think you know? Why do you think you know what his happiness is? Like, why do you think you know better? 
Oh, and interesting. I was, like, I was like, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, why like, do you assume that he won't be as happy as you? Like, you don't oh, know. He has his own yeah. level of happiness. Like, you don't get to be the judge of that. And I was like, oh, shit, wow. you're right. Like, I That don't. is like a life-changing conversation. Like, I, yeah, like, yeah. that's and crazy. I was, and I was like, whoa. And it totally, after, yeah. like, changed my perspective. I, like, really, after that, like, those feelings of, like, guilt and, yeah. like, really went away for me. And just, again, like, you, like, having those conversations are so important because you never know when you're going to, like, have it with someone or be in that right space where you just hear something that you need to hear. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, like, helps kind of resolve some, some things, which is great. So, yeah. you know, like... I was really fortunate to meet her. Yeah, like, I think I had something similar happen, like, with, like, the first time when I had met like, other, like, siblings like ourselves, and it, and I, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but I remember it was, it was just the first time ever that I was telling, a, like, a story or a complaint about my sister, and then they then, like, understood exactly what I was talking about. Like, there was, that was the first time I didn't have to, like, Oh, because, well, like, I, I, there was no, like, defensiveness, net, or, like, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I'll forget, I'm tired. Like, I was like, oh, like, that, like, yeah, the feeling inside is just like, oh, like, this, like, yeah, like, you find your other half of your soul, basically. That That's how I describe yeah. it to people, because it's very much like I felt like that. Like, I felt for so long, like, growing up, like, that I had no friends. I mean, like, you have friends, but not, not yeah. really, right? I would see all my friends... Like have sleepovers together, like go to each other's houses, like do home. And I was like, I don't, I don't, like I don't get it. Like I'm like, why can't I be close to other people like that? And then it wasn't until I was probably like late high school or early college or something, kind of around that age, and I was like, oh, like no, like it's because these are my friends. Like it's yeah, yeah, and it it and it, and well, it it's the first so time much. you feel you feel seen and heard. Like yeah. you really feel truly understood. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay, like, it's it's such a good feeling. Yeah, and you're not pretending to be anything. And I think that was, <laughs> that was a, such a hard thing. I went through so many years of, like, oh, I'm going to try to be, like, these people I like so that they'll like me more. It's just, like, it, ne it never worked out. Like, it's it's not who I am. It's not, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't help. Yeah. Like, I, but that's, but you don't know that. Like, as a teenager and you're just going through all your feelings that you don't, mm -hmm. you already, I mean, as a normal, typical kid, you already got those problems. But add the, like, sibling part of it, it's like, well, people really don't understand how you feel. Right? And, uh, and, uh, and, like, yeah. your parents can only do so much because they're dealing with your sibling, you're dealing with other... Like, there's... They can't even help you necessarily. <laughs> I don't know, like... What... Yeah, no, it's like... Yeah. it's like <laughs> You don't want to say certain things in front of people because you, like, don't know how it's going to be perceived. Like, mm -hmm. I remember not wanting to, like, really come forward about how I was feeling about my brother to my friends because I was like oh if I say like I'm embarrassed by him then I look like the apple for being yeah. embarrassed by my sibling with special needs like but I you know once I finally was able to have these conversations with other peers later yeah. like they were like no I 100% felt that way and I was like oh, I wasn't alone like this is oh thank god like I really thought I was, I was yeah. here and that I was the jerk but really like he's like totally yeah. fine and, and you know, it was like, that was such a good feeling to be like, oh, okay. But, but you didn't, I, you didn't know that at that age. Like, you no, really were no, like, not at all. it was yeah, kind of like, lonely. Absolutely. No. It's so lonely. Like, I, and I, and I mean, 
and and it's interesting because it's as as I've talked to other people about this, like we all understand what that means, but it's it fascinates me how much, like other people who aren't sims, how they like it's like a different they, we have to we have to like bridge that idea over, right? But it's just like it's so, it's so lonely for different reasons for different families and stuff. But it's just like mm-hmm. there, I think it's not until probably the last couple of years that I realized how many feelings that I even had at those times, let alone now. Like, now now it's better because I have, like, much more self-awareness as adults and, like, going through right through counseling and stuff. But it's... But, yeah, there's so many things that I just suppressed, like, instantly. Like, mm-hmm. something bad would happen, and then I would... And it's crazy how fast the brain can do that. I'm sure you have more science behind how that works, but it's just... <laughs> I would go to sleep next day, just, like, didn't happen. Yeah, it was just easier. Like I'm not I'm, like versus dwelling on it because I there'd, there'd be other times I would dwell on it, but I wouldn't sleep and like you kind of just it doesn't. Yeah, sit you get well good at you and like compartmentalizing it, and you're like, well, I don't want to come to my parents about it because you don't want to like burden them even more exactly. or something like that. And you're just like you you really do kind of cope with it in your own way of like kind of repressing it almost. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do to like get by. And I think it does make us resilient. You know, it's, I think yeah. to some extent as siblings, like I think my, because of Dick, you know, my embarrassment tolerance is like, <laughs> you got to do a lot to like mess with Actually, me, like to yeah. really yeah. freak me out. Um, which is great. Cause I think in some ways I really remain calm in very like situations yeah. that, you know, um, like when I was a direct sports staff, I would get paired with a lot of um, like my one-on-one uh clients or you know 401 where they would potentially do things or have meltdowns in public and you know it was just like calm you know it was just a calm body and because of nick you know i was able to like learn to do that and to be calm and to be that presence for him and so i can be that for others um but you know it's still like You know, you don't love to, you don't love for any kid to, like, be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm so glad you went through this adverse experience, and that means you're stronger. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't wish that on you, but, no. you know, like, I kind of did I would wish it on myself. Like, I would never, like, there were so many experiences I would never want to have again, but, like, I, I, like, I now can, like, okay, that wasn't so bad, because, right, because you, there's better things for it, but, like, it's so, when you're, like, through the like resentment anger phase which is always like a rotation and cycle of things but i just like there's so many times i'm like you know like what i would give to never have even had that experience to begin with would have been great like yeah yeah like i just yeah there, there's yeah because you know people and this might be more like from tv and movie and stuff but there's people who like oh like i loved high school blah blah, blah and i'm like i hated all of that I hated all, like, any lower school, elementary school, bill school. Like, I hated all of it. Like, I don't, I don't know why you guys liked it so much, but I just, I absolutely, because that, that was, like, when I felt the most alone, right? Like, that's the most, like, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. separated, disoriented I have felt, and I'm like, I don't have friends, they don't get it, I could try whatever, not try, then you're, then you're just going through your regular hormones that suck already, right? And it's like, I don't, I don't, I would never go back before high like high school and before wouldn't do it like well and that's the thing that i think people discount is like it's it really in its own way can be like a trauma like it's not necessarily like a a capital t trauma but it's like yeah you know it's a long drawn out 
experience, especially depending on your family situation, that can be really negative. And Mm. that's really hard on siblings, you know, especially if there's barriers like care or like, you know, it's just like, you know, being parent focused, parentified and all like, that's just like, you know, just stacking it on. And that is so hard for siblings. And I think it does you know, how do you come out into adulthood and be like, yeah, no, I'm totally like well adjusted. Okay. This is fine. Yeah. It, Everything's good here. Yeah. And I don't know if you've, I don't know if this is part of your research or not, but like, have you, like, in terms of like the, tr- not the big, yeah, not the big trauma, but just like kind of like the, the little layers of it. Like, have you found that as a sibling, there's just an element of it that exists that doesn't exist in like, normal kids that without that aren't siblings or anything like that i don't know if i'm asking that question properly. yeah i think i think if i'm understanding you like kind of like so you feel your question is like you well like so my philosophy or my, my theory is that like as a sibling there is a certain level of trauma that just kind of inherently exists and it's just kind of mm-hmm. how extreme it gets depending on like your parents and yeah situation. Yes. so i'm just wondering versus kind of like you know like my husband is it was just him right he's just right grew up as a kid he's normal whatever but right but the so but difference between him and i like the level of trauma i have like i i personally feel like it's like mount everest like yeah. there's just a lot and i and i was just like so what I've been telling myself is, like, other siblings have to be feeling this amount of kind of, not trauma, but just, like, chaos and whatever, however we're describing it. So I just was wondering, in your research, have you found that, that that's true? Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Okay. Yes. It's definitely, it, you know, and that's what, this is also what's kind of wild, is it's not necessarily even described as a trauma in the research, but okay. it totally is. Like, it's like you can kind of okay. see the, the, like, overlap in in kids that experience some like adverse life experiences like Mm -hmm. you can you can kind of consider it one of those and okay again not to the same degree as like being like neglected and abused and um you know like some of the bigger stuff but you can see it in like like if you have a sibling that has really challenging behaviors like would get really physically aggressive like that is that's hard um so i feel like the more severe your sibling's diagnosis is um the more challenging behaviors they had, um, verbal impairments, those kind of um, factors, um, or especially if your sibling like didn't present, like didn't look, um, yeah, like physically disabled too, could, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So people are like, what's like just looking at you in public, like, like what's, what's wrong, wrong with them, and they, you don't, they don't see it, you know that too. Um, so those kind of things I've definitely found to make or have have been shown to make that the sibling relationship a lot more strained which in my mind as a therapist i'm like okay if the sibling relationship is strained that means there's a lot of shit buried there right. and there's some trauma like yeah and, yeah, and then that, that, and explored. yeah yeah and, and and i think that that's why i wanted to ask you because you are you're a professional so that's why it's, it's this conversation like and, and it's something i've been like kind of it's been in the back of my head and I'm not, and I'm not imposing that we all have that. Like, that's not what I'm saying, but I, but it is an interesting thing. Like the people that I've talked to that have gone to see a therapist in some form or have gone to counseling in some form. Right. And not to say, and, and it's different for everyone. Everyone goes for different reasons, but it's just, it fascinates me from the sibling side of it. How, how common 
whether they go to counseling or not, is we all share that thing. And I'm like, well, if that thing for me is having me go see a therapist, then I can't be the only one that feels Mm -hmm. the amount. But it's just, I think the, the, the thing that's been hard, it's like inside it just feels so big. And it's very much, you know, like, I'm kind of in this phase where I'm kind of like, the it's kind of like the why me why my family i'm kind of in that phase of it because it's just like you know my life could have just been not this hard (laughs) yeah because it's just and that and that's and that's just i think that's just what it is right like as a sibling i think we've we've all thought that once twice or a hundred times like it's just like Mm -hmm. why are why is our life so hard and yes there are better things for it kind of like what we talked about earlier like this podcast exists and that's great and like i'm and i'm proud of it i'm proud of all the people who like come on to like Talk about stuff that's hard to talk about, right? And it's yeah. it's great, but there's there's also a side of it that's just very sucky. That's yeah, people don't no, get it. Like yeah, it's true. There's I think there's healing in talking about it, and I think it's like like you, I love how you use the the like you're in a phase of of this, and I love that like you do. This is a this is a an ever evolving relationship it's an ever changing like your relationship with your sibling and the the quality of that relationship is ever evolving and um you know I'm always going to be pro therapy so yes any sibling go to therapy I'm a huge advocate for it so yeah (laughs) you never heard it right but you know I think that's 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 great like too depending on where they're at and and if they're in a space where they can you know I think Mm -hmm. it's just it's it is a changing relationship and yeah. I feel like, you know, once you're able to to talk about the the hardships that you did endure, you know, I think then once you like really just get to like unload that and it's like it's such a weight that's yeah. lifted and then you can really see the the you know, the the pros that there is cuz they they're there. You know, like there's yes, there's a silver lining and everything and it's yeah. just finding that silver lining what what and whatever that looks like for you and your family like but, you know, like, I, I feel, like, really fortunate enough to – I do have some great friends from high school that mm-hmm. um, were very understanding. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're, we're – I couldn't necessarily be totally honest with them, but they were certainly curious about my brother's diagnosis and yeah. wanted to help. And they would look out for him. Like, and I never asked them to, but they would, you know, if they were on – in, like, a club with him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew they were my eyes and ears and would look out yeah. and report back and, um, you know, they would ask questions like, oh, why does your brother do this? Like, why does he do that? And I think it made them more kind and caring and compassionate individuals. Oh, okay. yeah. And, you know, I think it helped just erase their awareness of people with special needs. Um, so I think, you know, kind of in that sense, it was like my friends would say that, you know, even he was he was a blessing for them and they yeah. didn't even you know it wasn't even they didn't even know but... yeah that wasn't even part of like the picture it is just but just being in friendship with you just had had changed a lot yeah it's... yeah that he had that positive impact and um yeah. that's you know it's like awesome that he had that like there's just ripple effects from from having a sibling yeah and i think it's just it's it, like they have they have they have so much power in both good and bad ways just in, yes. in the family and like with the people they interact with but i think it's like definitely like the way the like yeah I, I, there it's kind of it's it fascinates me how similar my sister and i are being that now we both live 
away from our parents and away from each other. But there's so many commonalities that we have that fascinate me. Just, I mean, that and that could be due to like genetics or not, or just coincidence. Like who knows? But it's so fascinating how how powerful like that connection is, even though like we can't necessarily communicate in the same way or like you know my interactions with my friend and her what with her classmates is like different yeah it's just it's yes. so interesting how like they're all connected Absolutely. in ways that you would never you just underestimate their power as a general state for the good and evil of the world yeah yeah you do like i think though i think you're so right like i love when my brothers and i get together we kind of fall back into like old habits and patterns in a way that's both good and bad like it does we start fighting or we you know like and it's like dumb i'm like 31 years old and i will literally start fighting with my youngest brother like we are children like and you're seven yeah am i i am like a professional and i am literally (laughs) like but you know it's it absolutely happens and i love though when we do get together like immediately we start talking about like comedy shows that we've watched or sharing like humor because we've we really bonded over that as kids. Um, so my dad would do this thing where we'd be in the car yeah. on the way to school and he would say, okay, um, he would say a movie, like the, whatever the name of the movie was, and we would just have to quote movie lines. And for my brother, that was scripting. Oh. And yeah. he also has perfect pitch, and so he can imitate his like, what? voice. He has perfect yeah. pitch? On- oh, that's... Okay, yeah, that's so unfair. As- his well, voice yeah. imitation skills are off the charts, so... He would quote the movie line and like deliver it with this like flawless imitation, I, and oh, man. yeah, so we would we just have fun doing that. So like I think you know there's not a fun Nemo quote or something like that. Like you know my family doesn't know. So now too it's like dropping movie lines in conversation, especially like a deep poll, like a movie that no one's referenced in like yeah. years. But seeing if like everyone else will, like, yeah, like they can catch it, like, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I love that, that, like, that's something that we have that, you know, really, even now, like, I'll seek out funny movies or I'll seek out comedy shows and, you know, text my brothers, like, did you see this movie? Like, you got to check yeah. it out. And that's something that we all share. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. So many fun things. Like, uh, yeah, that, and that's the, that's the fun part about, like, being with other siblings. It's like, it's, there, there's a lot of, it's, it's so nice to go from, like, Hey, my life is very crappy. To we're like laughing about stuff that other people don't necessarily. They think it's funny. We think it's hilarious. Which is like the best part about this this podcast is like everyone gets to tell stories about their siblings that are genuinely funny. But they mm-hmm. all they it's always with the like, oh yeah, but like no, none of my friends get it. But I always laugh, and so they're always like, thank you for laughing. So I love it. Like it's. <laughs> It's so yeah. fun because it's just it's it is fun to laugh at them. Like it's just it's so easy. It's so funny, and you have to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like there's not. It's you not, do. Yeah, because humor humor is medicine. Like humor yeah. is important and absolutely. Yeah. Were there any like behaviors or like any like funny phrases your sister had that like every oh. time you like you just like are like start laughing and you're like not, just it's like classic. I so. <laughs> Yes and no. So, so my favorite one, which I'll give the context to it. At, well, so I'll tell you the story, and then what happens now. So, so we're at um, we're at Knott's Berry Farm. We go into like their show because they do like a Snoopy indoor show thing, right? And so we're sitting there. It's AC. We're like, okay, it's so nice. It's cold. We're sitting there. We have to wait like fifteen minutes, whatever. So my dad 
I don't even remember what he showed me. He showed me something, and, like, it was outrageous. And I said, holy cow! And my sister goes, moo! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know And I just busted out laughing. And so, we could talk about any animal out of context or in context, and she'll go like quack quack, or, or like she'll just make the sound of whatever animal, being that it's like we know one of the five major like farm animals, but she'll, she will always just say it. Does it matter? Like, if we're eating it for dinner, if we're saying, like, we're having it, she will just move. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So that that's that's <laughs> ours. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, such good stuff. Oh. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I think we've like covered all. Yeah. Yeah, we covered a lot of stuff, <laughs> which, which is always good. That's always my like. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of favorite things on this podcast, but that one of them is just that we could just kind of go, and then every it kind of always takes these like unexpected turns, but like for the yeah, time, like, it's always it's always so good and encouraging. So, um, on that note, are there any words of encouragement you'd like to share uh, with our fellow siblings? Well, I kind of already gave it, but you know, go <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> but yeah, really, there's there's so many amazing resources out there. Um, thanks to social media, you know, I know, I know social media can be, it's got, it's good and bad side, but, um, there are amazing, like Facebook support groups and, um, you know, even just TikTok and Reddit pages, like anything like that, where you can find other siblings and connect. Um, I like wish that was a thing when I was growing up, but you know, now you've got podcasts and other stuff. So don't be afraid to seek it out. Um, even if you like literally just make this like random Facebook post. Which got and probably sound like such a millennial thing. Like, yeah, post yeah. Facebook. Tom and Jen's listening to this are like, ew, what's yeah. this? <laughs> but, um, you know, just like, don't be afraid to seek it out. And, uh, like, I think it's amazing the power of, like, this, even seeing people post on Facebook and you can tell that they're afraid to. Just this outpouring of support that they immediately get um, from the sibling community, I think is just incredible and, and just really powerful. Um, so definitely you're not alone and don't be afraid to seek it out because there's, there's so many more resources now than there ever was before. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Totally agree. There's, there's so much out there. Go find whatever floats your boat, books, podcasts, mm -hmm. newsletters, email, whatever. Yeah. Go find it. Cool. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Megan, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It's my cool. first one ever, so this is cool. Yay! So <laughs> exciting! <laughs>